Chapter 13 of St. Bonaventure's Life of Our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ by St. Bonaventure. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 13 Our Lord Jesus Remains in Jerusalem. When our Lord was twelve years old, he went up with his parents to Jerusalem, according to the law and custom of the festival, which lasted eight days. Again, then, the divine Jesus undertakes the labor of a long journey to honor his heavenly Father on the days consecrated to him, for infinite was the love between the Father and Son. But the joy which the external pomp and honor paid to his Father gave the holy Jesus fell greatly short of the affliction and bitter anguish of heart he felt on account of the many crimes by which sinners dishonored him. Thus then was the Lord of the law, observant of the law, and thus humbly did the Creator of the greatest mingle with the least of his creatures. When the octave was ended, his parents returning home, he remained in Jerusalem. Here, pious reader, be attentive, and render yourself present to everything that passes. You will find the subject equally devout and profitable. I have already told you that Nazareth, the place of Christ's abode, is about fifteen miles distant from Jerusalem. When, therefore, in the evening our Blessed Lady and St. Joseph, who had taken different roads, met at the inn where they were to put up for that night, the Virgin, not seeing the child with her spouse, in whose company she expected him to return, immediately asks him, Where is the child Jesus? to whom he answers with equal surprise and concern, Is he not with you? Alas, I thought he returned in your company. He came not with me, neither know I what is become of him. Shocked at this unexpected and unlooked-for reply, the frightened mother, bursting into a flood of tears, cries, No, ah, no, he came not with me. Alas, Alas, is this the care I should have taken of my child? Is all my tenderness come to this? Then, rushing forth, distracted with anxiety, she runs from house to house, with all the composure so much grief was capable of. Tell me, O neighbors, tell me, have ye seen my son? Where is my child? For pity's sake, who has my child? Ah, dearest Jesus, where are you? What is come of you, my dear, my only child? Thus ran the anxious virgin from place to place, distracted and lost to comfort amidst her grief and care. The blessed Joseph, in tears, everywhere followed to console her. But what consolation could either of them receive when they found not the divine Jesus? What must their sorrow be, especially hers, whose tenderness must be greater? What could avail the comfort their neighbors, their friends, their relations endeavored to give them? Can aught compensate for the loss of Jesus? Do you therefore condole with this blessed couple, whose afflictions must be greater than tongue can express, for which of all the troubles they ever suffered could equal this? Let us not, then, be discontented when trouble visits us, since Jesus thought not fit to spare his parents. 
it is his divine permission that afflictions should come they are so many proofs of his love to us and are calculated for our benefit the blessed virgin finding all her searches to no purpose retires sorrowful to her chamber and throwing herself on her knees with tears of humility mixed with confidence she thus addressed herself to god her constant refuge and holy comfort o god my father my eternal lord my all-sweet and benign benefactor you vouchsafed to bestow your beloved son upon me and i alas have lost him nor know i where to seek him restore him to me again oh restore him to me remove o oh father this bitter heaviness from me and show me your son i have acted incautiously but i knew not that i did so look not therefore on my negligence but on the excess of my affliction and out of your immense goodness give me back my son without whom life would be a death to me oh where are you my dearest son what is come of you who enjoys the blessing of cherishing you in my stead are you returned to heaven to your divine father for i know you are the son of god and god yourself why then did you not acquaint me with your departure that i might once more have embraced you in these arms and press these lips to your divine mouth before i lost you or rather has not some insidious mortal laid a snare for you for i know you are truly man begotten of this flesh of mine too well i remember the hurrying you away to egypt in your tenderest infancy to preserve you from the rage of herod and too much too much i dread you are fallen into the hands of such another tyrant but oh may your heavenly father preserve you from every harm my dearest child return o oh dearest jesus to your afflicted mother or let me know but where you are and i will come to you forgive this one neglect and i will never neglect you more when did i ever offend you that you should leave me thus i know you are not unacquainted with the grief that overwhelms me oh ease me then my dearest son and delay not returning to me did i ever since i have borne you eat sleep or live without you before and now i am without you without knowing how you know you are all my hope my life my joy and that i cannot subsist without you instruct me then where you are or how i may find you with these and such like ejaculations the holy mother of christ soothed her sorrow till the next morning when by break of day they went forth seeking him round all the neighboring villages for there were many ways from jerusalem to the place where they then were not finding him this day they went the next in search of him to other places and along other ways inquiring among all their friends and relations and now not finding him the afflicted mother redoubles her fears and anxiety but the third day returning to jerusalem they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors no sooner did the blessed virgin cast her eyes on the beloved child than transported with a sudden and inexpressible joy she throws herself on her knees 
and with tears of consolation returns her sincerest thanks to god the divine youth seeing his mother came up to her who immediately clasping him in her arms pressed embraced and sweetly fondled him now she tenderly prints her kisses on his cheeks and holding him at her bosom stands immovable unable as yet through an excess of tender transport to speak to him till the desire of possessing him again in safety stopped the overflow of joy and gave her words a vent then looking wishfully on him why ah why my dearest child have you used us thus with what grief have not i and your father been seeking you why said he did you seek me know you not that it behooves me to attend to my father's business but this they did not understand the meaning of the joyful mother immediately informs her son of her desire to return to nazareth my son said she it is my desire that we go back to our peaceful home and will you not console me with your company thither yes o beloved parent replies this pattern of obedience your pleasure shall be mine and what he said he performed returning with his parents to nazareth submitting wholly to their will in all things as other children ought to do you have beheld then the affliction of the blessed mother on this occasion and now consider the hardships of her divine son during these three days imagine then you see him at the door of some poor man craving admittance where he is received and sparingly helped to food thus the poor child jesus delights to associate with the poor next consider him sitting amidst the doctors where with a serene wise and respectful countenance he questions them as if he were ignorant of the things he asks all which he does partly out of humility partly not to confound them with the miraculous readiness of his solutions here likewise you may consider three very remarkable truths the first is that whoever wishes to be united to god must not be attached to parents friends or relations but renounce them for christ when he was intent upon the affairs of his heavenly father forsook his beloved mother and was not to be found among any of his relations the second is that no one who leads a spiritual life ought to wonder if he is sometimes in a sterility of devotion and seems to be forsaken by god since the same thing happened even to the mother of god let not such persons then be cast down but seek and endeavor to find him by persisting in devout meditation and pious works the third is that no one should be tenacious of their own will or purpose for though our lord jesus has said that it was proper for him to attend to the work of his divine father yet he changed his purpose and followed the inclination of his blessed mother and accompanied her and her holy spouse to nazareth where he remained submissive to their will in this you may likewise admire his profound humility of which we shall take more notice hereafter end of chapter thirteen